Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. I'm Karen Hager, filling in for Dr. Pat while she takes some richly deserved time off for the holidays. Now, on today's show, my guest will be Shannon Legassi. She's going to share with us why diets don't work, how to love the body you have, and how to lose weight naturally by changing your relationship with food. This is perfect timing for the holidays. Um, I'm glad you can't see me right now. There's a plate of Christmas cookies right here, and I am that close to cramming them all in my mouth. Now I can stop. I have control. We're going to be taking calls for Shannon at the bottom of the hour. If you have a question or a comment you'd like to share with her, or if you need tips to put down the cookies, um, you're welcome to call in. The number is 888 888- 627-6008. That's 888-627-6008. Now, who am I and how did, how did I get here? Well, I'm also known as the Fog City Psychic, and I love to give people who are feeling stuck some compassionate, no-nonsense intuitive advice to help them move forward. I do that in private session with, with, with clients, as a teacher of intuitive development and other empowerment classes, and as the host of Out of the Fog Radio, where I get to interview fascinating guests and indulge in spiritual conversation and occasionally do on-air readings. I'm really passionate about connecting people with their own spiritual power, about helping them understand that when you shift your perspective from fear to love, everything changes. You can find out more about me and all the 10,000 things I'm up to besides eating the cookies at fogcitypsychic.com. Oh, and you know what? There's a holiday giveaway going on right now at FogCityPsychic.com. If you head over there and click on the holiday giveaway link that's right there on the homepage, take a look at some of the great stuff we're giving away. One entry in that puts you in the running for any one of those awesome prizes. I've got books and CDs and journals, and I've got a great 2012 numerology calendar there that's really something. Free sessions with me, a lot more stuff to give away. The contest is on now. It ends at midnight on December 25th, and I will email you the day after Christmas. Before I've even taken all the wrapping paper to the recycling, I will email you on December 26th if you are one of the lucky winners. Now, as Shannon Legassi struggled with anorexia, bulimia, binge eating, fluctuating weight, and perfectionism, traditional approaches didn't help her. And it wasn't until she found holistic and alternative healing that she was able to break through to love her body and herself. Today, Shannon teaches women who are struggling to lose weight how to love their body, ditch the diet, and lose the weight. You can find out more about Shannon and her work at BreakthroughToBodyLove.com. Shannon, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Thank you, Karen. I'm very excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. Um, you have people who check out your website, which is BreakthroughToBodyLove.com. Your personality really comes through on that site, and you have a 
of vibrance and authenticity that really makes you stand out. And I think part of the reason is because it's through your own personal journey that you got to where you are to do the work that you're doing today. Is that right? Yes, it is. Um, in high school, I suffered, as you mentioned, from anorexia and bulimia, and uh, it was really kind of a taboo topic to talk about. So going through my own experience, I felt the urge and the need to reach out to other people and teach them the things that I was learning to um, overcome their own eating disorders or their own struggles with the way that they view food and their relationship with food. Mm-hmm. And as you were in that in that time, in that anorexic, in that bulimic time, you said that you were doing a lot of things for other people as well and kind of your, your body, your physical body was suffering terribly and you just kept putting yourself out there for other people. Yeah, I was... I like to joke that I was involved in just about every after-school committee that I could possibly be involved in. I volunteered for every charity known to mankind and um, huh. just was always um, struggling and taking the time to do things for other people and never really taking time for myself. I always thought that if I gave more and more of myself, then I would feel better about myself or people would like me. Um, that was my way of of giving myself self-esteem, which really wasn't, it wasn't in a way that worked, and it didn't give me the, the kind of self-esteem that I was looking for, didn't give me the fulfillment that I was looking for. And as you received received treatment for for the anorexia, you had an interesting reaction to that, right? It didn't, it didn't um, quote, heal you or, quote, fix you. Um, the way that it was supposed to. What happened? I worked with a lot of great professionals. They were really, I had a wonderful nutritionist. Uh, my um, therapist was actually an anorexia survivor, which was neat. Um, but she was trained, of course, in traditional psychotherapy. And um, my doctor was not, um, didn't specialize in eating disorders. She had a lot of compassion for her patients. I uh, spent a lot of time when she didn't have to talking to me and other patients, but it wasn't, it was, you know, it's it structured in a way that the people that you're working with don't really specialize in eating disorders. They don't have a lot of experience. They don't know what's going on in your head. And it's really something that I feel when you're growing up, you're taught to view food a certain way. I mean, a majority of women, if you ask them, have you ever been on a diet, would say yes. And it's just something that we don't think of as dieting being um, something that could lead to an eating disorder, but it certainly can. And um, I just traditional therapy didn't work for me. It didn't break through the way that alternative health did. And um, when I found the world of alternative health, it was just incredible the, the way that things were changing leaps and bounds and, and the years that I had spent in traditional therapy um, the things that I got accomplished then would have happened in like a week if it had been alternative health. Huh. And how did you then get started in your training in in not just using that holistic um, medicine, the alternative health and wellness, to heal yourself? How did you then take that experience and allow it to, to move you in the direction where you are today? 
Um, when I graduated high school, I did something that I don't think any valedictorian in history has ever done, um, and I dropped out of the college that I was enrolled in and um, found through a natural healing website, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, and I just read the description of what it was about, and I thought, that, that's me, because my whole life I've had strangers coming up to me and asking me for advice. I always thought I should be like the next year, Abby. Um, hmm. I, I just didn't know people, and they would um, ask me for advice about just about anything, and I knew that I really wanted to help people. And I thought, what better way than to share my experience and to help people um, with not just nutrition, but the way that they view themselves and their bodies, because it did so much for me that I wanted to take take what I learned and share it with other people and really affect change on a bigger level than just on a personal level. And what is integrative nutrition? What does that mean? Um, it's the world's largest nutrition school that the Institute is. Um, and they, so they don't just talk about nutrition in terms of fat and carbs and, um, and protein and calories. They talk about how mind, body, and spirit align in your body. They talk about various dietary theories, so not just the diets that we've traditionally heard of, but maybe more alternative diet methods. They talk about the concept of primary foods, so the food that you ingest being a physical form of food, but primary foods being the things that nourish you, like your relationships, your job, your education, um, your creativity, and things like that. Do we tend to substitute physical food for the primary foods that are missing then in our lives? Absolutely. I feel like when people are um, craving, you know, like human contact, they, they haven't seen their friends in a while, um, they haven't gone out, they haven't expressed their creativity, they're not in contact or connect, connected to their spiritual self there's often that feeling of emptiness and a lot of times that leads to food. It's a socially acceptable way to fill the void. And that's something that I look at a lot is, you know, they have this thing called the circle of life. It's a tool that you can use to see which areas of your life you feel like you're really succeeding in and you're um, at full capacity in which areas of your life could maybe use some more attention and what, what voids you may have that you want filled and that you're currently using food to fill. And then it sounds like through a process of restoring balance, you're able to help people get back in touch with maybe what it is they're really, I guess maybe what it is they're really hungry for. Yes. I actually had that written down as as one of the questions (laughs) that I asked myself, Um, you know, because that's, what I, I really think, if I want, like you said, you have that plate of cookies in front of you. I know right now I'm definitely not hungry, but if I had a plate of cookies in front of me, I might just eat them. And if you have to take a moment and stop and think, what am I hungry for? And a lot of the time it's just a hug. It's uh, a laugh, um, watching something funny for a couple minutes or doing something I love to sing. Um, I actually, in my evening today, released a video uh, of me myself singing a Christmas carol, and people just really loved it because they could tell that that's something that I really enjoy doing, something that I had kind of abandoned, and that that was a void that I was trying to fill with food, too, was um, 
and not expressing myself through my, my music. So definitely I would say that one of the things when you're tempted this holiday season is thinking about what am I really hungry for because it, oftentimes it's not food, it's really connection with other people or connection with your spirituality or something of that nature. Right. Do you think, Shannon, I'm thinking back to you and, and your story about being diagnosed with um, anorexia, and and I know from knowing a little bit about you that that swung, after, after treatment, that swung to a place of kind of binge eating. It kind of went back the opposite way. Can you say a little bit about the idea of, of balance in eating disorders and my my sense is just thinking about it that it's an imbalance not just psychologically but it's an imbalance between what you're using the food for or the reason that you're not allowing yourself the food and between your between that and your emotional needs um i definitely i i was anorexic and then just with the pressure from family and medical professionals and friends to eat i switched from, from not eating enough to eating too much and gained back in just a month or two all the weight that I had lost. It was really drastic, that weight gain, and it was filling that void that before I had been starving myself because I was, I was starving on the inside. I was starving myself of the things that I loved, of connections with other people, of all those primary foods, and that really just I mean, honestly, it made me depressed. It made me not enjoy my life, and starving myself physically was kind of just more of a symptom, a physical representation of all those things that I was inwardly starving myself of. And then mm-hmm. so going to the binge eating was kind of thinking, well, you know, I spent all this time starving myself. Maybe if I eat all this food, I can catch up. But you can't catch up with food. It's, you know, it's, it's getting back to the way that uh, things were originally, where the friendships are intact and and French, um, relationships with family are restored and things of that, like that. I was, instead of taking action on the primary foods because I hadn't learned that concept, was using food as a stepping stone when it really just didn't need to be a stone at all. Mm-hmm. Is that, I'm thinking about the, here we are in the holidays and the reason those cookies are out is because that's what you do when there's, when there's family around, when it's vacation time, when it's, um, you know, it's the special time of the year. A lot of times we, we, we celebrate those special times with food, but it's true that it isn't just the physical, it's not just the physical cookie, it's loaded with everything. This is the cookie my mom made when I was a kid, or, right, or we always eat so much that we get a stomach ache when it's Christmas Eve, or, or whatever it is. Our, our food is kind of loaded with all that emotional weight. It is, definitely. I um, find myself really drawn to cookies. I was always binging a lot on cookies and going to, you know, natural food stores, I would get the quote-unquote healthy cookies, but there were still cookies um, because my grandmother always made cookies. So there was that emotional connection to cookies. And I wrote a blog article last month um, leading up to Thanksgiving about trying to make the holidays more of um, going back to what it originally means. So Thanksgiving is a day of giving thanks. So the food is, of course, a way that we come together um, 
and we we celebrate over food, but really talking to our families and and saying this is what this holiday means to me and what I'd like it to be about and making the holiday season more about connection with family and with friends and that feeling of of love and you know everybody says happy holidays and a lot of people are getting stressed out with holiday shopping or worrying about food or cooking you know platters of cookies or big feasts for Christmas when truly it's it's about the spirit of being together and celebrating together and more so than the food but I feel like that that focus has kind of been shifted the other way mm-hmm. you talk about how we can heal our relationship with what we eat how we can heal our relationship with with food what 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 is our relationship then with food and what's one of the first steps we can make to start to change that relationship our relationship with food, I like to say, is is pretty much the second most important relationship through your life. The first, of course, being your relationship with yourself um, because, you know, you see yourself and you're with yourself 100% of the time. There's never a time when you're not with you. And food, you see and you use more than you see any other person in your life. So it's really a, a very primary relationship and definitely something that needs to be looked at and addressed if it's an issue. And what I work with, with my clients, um, I created what I like to call the Love Your Body Weight Loss System. And the first step is self-love. That first relationship, of course, being the relationship with yourself. And when you don't have a healthy relationship with yourself, when you have negative self-talk in your head, a lot of that is taken out on food. And I realized when I was binging that I would always, you know, complain to my my friends or my parents or my boyfriend, I, I'm so fat, but I would say I'm fat and then I would eat. So it wasn't that I was eating and then I was complaining that I was fat. I was saying I was fat and that, that talk in my head, that feeling, that emotion was leading to the eating. Right. So I work first and foremost on the relationship with the self because if you don't have that healthy relationship with yourself – then it's almost impossible to have a healthy relationship with food or with other people. Um, it's that saying that you, you can only truly love other people once you learn to love yourself, and that's not something that we're taught in school, and it's not always something that's taught at home either. Um, I know that I was brought up in a family where the, the females in my family were on diets and they were very self-conscious about their bodies, and they, I was never taught that, it's okay to look however you want. It's okay to be whoever you want, um, and really just accepted for the way I was. Um, hence the the perfectionism and the always trying to serve other people in order to get them to like me. Mm-hmm. When you begin your work with clients, and you work exclusively with women, right? Yes. When you're working with your clients, does a woman ever say to you, how can I possibly love myself? Look at me. That comes up a lot. I hear that a lot. And I know because I've been there myself, I've said, how could anyone, I used to ask my boyfriend all the time, how do you even, like, looking at pictures of me from, you know, a year or two ago, and you're like, how could you love that? That's gross. 
you know, and saying those things about myself, you know, it, it's like we're our own worst enemy in mm-hmm. in our heads. And I tell the women that I work with, you know, you're okay the way you are and you're perfect. Where you are right now is exactly where you're supposed to be. And what we're going to do is we're going to take the mindset that you have now that I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'm ugly, I'm fat, I don't deserve anything good, and changing that to saying, of course I deserve things that are good, not because I'm this super fantastic, awesomest person on the planet, which which a lot of people think that in order to think that you deserve things, you have to be egotistical. But it's really about, I'm a human being, therefore, good things, I deserve good things. And it doesn't have to be, I deserve all the riches in the world, but I deserve to be treated fairly. I deserve to be treated kindly. I deserve happiness. I deserve health. I deserve wonderful relationships simply because, you're alive and you're a human being and it's it's a basic right. I think a lot of times as women and maybe I'll just speak for myself, I I was brought up to kind of put off um put off making change or put off taking steps until everything else was perfect. Um so, you know, I will I'll work on my self-esteem after I've got the business up and running and I've and I've cleaned the house and plus I need to go and do these 10 things for other people. And so I think we put off making changes for ourselves until we feel like everything else is perfect and and then we can move forward. And of course, it nothing ever is perfect. Um and and we don't move forward. Can you relate to what I'm saying? Yeah, it's kind of like saying I'll start a diet on Monday. <laughs> Like I, I used to say that all the time. Or I, oh, I'll get to the gym tomorrow. It's already mm-hmm. too late. I'll, I'll just get there tomorrow. And it's it's another form of perfectionism. It's paralysis. Um, I don't remember how the saying is, but it's paralysis from perfectionism. You want everything to be perfect, and you're keeping that from from letting you do the things that you really want to do. And that was a struggle for me even starting my business is I wanted things to be perfect before I put my message out there. And then I realized, wait a minute, there are so many women who have an unhealthy relationship with food or an unhealthy relationship with their body that really need me, and I'm hiding behind my computer, you know, doing things with my website or getting my business cards perfect and realized that I wasn't serving myself or the people who I was meant to be helping by doing that. So I think people need to, to think about, you know, what are my priorities and how can I how can I shift what I'm doing today to make that my priority? Because your your priorities are always shown in what's in your schedule. So if exercise isn't in your schedule, then fitness isn't your priority. You might say it is, but that's you know, maybe a clean house is more of a priority. So it's kind of just re reorganizing your priorities. And saying, and making yourself a priority too. I know that's definitely, it falls on the way, by the wayside, uh, for Christmas. You know, we don't get to the gym, uh, we don't take a bubble bath, we don't do anything for ourselves because we're getting everything, we're getting the house perfect, we're wrapping all the presents, we're decorating the Christmas tree, um, and there certainly needs to be time to take care of yourself. 
Now, if you're, as you're listening to this, if you are baking your own cookies, you're cleaning the house, you're wrapping presents, and you'd like to weigh in on our conversation, if you're listening live on TransformationTalkRadio.com, you can send us instant feedback through that little box that's up there at the top right of the page. And you can also call in with a question or a comment for Shannon Legassi. The number is 888 888- Six two seven six zero zero eight. That's eight 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 six two seven six zero zero eight. So, Shannon, what kind of people for for whom is it helpful to work with a coach as you're beginning to shift those patterns and and begin to love yourself so that you can make changes in your physical body? I see clients who are in in different steps of the process. People who are like. I'm I'm sick of dieting. I'm sick of this yo-yoing thing. I hate the way that I've been treating my body and that I've been treating food. And I just I just want some help. And then I see people who have, you know, started the process of holistic health and no more. They're doing the personal development, uh, going the personal development path, and they just need some more support. So I've structured it my system and my programs to accommodate people at each of those levels, people who need a lot of support and and people who just need the basics and who can take it and go with it. So it sounds like you offer different levels um, of uh, based on based on what people need. How much and I it, it isn't hand holding, is it? It's it's accountability, but it's also somebody to bounce things off of, somebody to give you encouragement, somebody to maybe show you something that you weren't aware of and and reflect something back to you right yes that accountability i feel like for a lot of women is we're we're social creatures we like to have other people um to talk to and to share our struggles with but also to share our successes with so the accountability i find is the one of the most important parts of the program because you have someone who's there and is always going to be there to listen and that's definitely the part that I love the most and that clients love the most is having phone calls and check-ins just to say this is how things are going and if you need a boost you know there's a little nudge I'm you know friendly but in a you know we're going to get this done kind of way (laughs) but also you know I like to celebrate I've been known to uh, post videos on Facebook of myself doing a happy dance for someone else's success because it's we don't often take a time, the time to look at our successes. You know, every day there are multitudes of successes, but we're not always noticing them and appreciating them um, in order to create more of them. Mm-hmm. You, there's a very an image that really struck me in in your personal story on your website of you grabbing your thigh. And instead of seeing your thigh, the part of your body that was attached to you and was holding you up, all you saw was was that it was fat. And it's hard to celebrate successes when that's all you can see. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's probably one of the the biggest things is um, the picture actually on the background of my computer is I don't know if you've ever seen it is this kitten looking in the mirror and seeing a lion. Hmm. But I feel like a lot of us are a lion looking in the mirror and seeing a kitten. And we're thinking, you know, like, I'm not strong enough. I can't do this. Um, or I'm so fat, no one would ever want me. Or I, I am, I'm so fat, I can't do this. And that's, you know, what you were seeing in the picture was, even though I was 
you know, very, very skinny. I was still, you know, seeing fat on myself and therefore thinking that I wasn't um, worthy of anything good I was because I was just seeing the fat. And fat doesn't make someone bad, but that was my thinking and that was just a limiting belief that I had. Well, and part of having someone then to be accountable to, someone who can celebrate your successes, someone who can see you maybe more clearly than you can see yourself at the moment. That's a tremendous gift that you're giving to other people. That's definitely being having someone to say, this is what I see going on with you. Like instead of, I feel like we often get caught up in our own little world and we don't, we don't always realize everything because we're, we're on the inside looking in instead of on the outside looking in. It's always easier to see on the outside looking in. It's easier for someone else to say, you know, you lost some weight. I used to always, when I was, my weight was going from overweight back and it was, it was normalizing. I wasn't really seeing the weight loss because I'm in my body every day. But other people around me would look at my Facebook pictures or they'd see me in person and be like, wow, you lost a lot of weight. You look really great. And I didn't realize it because I wasn't focusing on it anymore. I don't use a scale. I don't, um, what is it, like measure myself. I used to measure mm-hmm. myself in measuring tape. Um, and it's definitely easier for someone to look at someone else and say, this is the great things that I see going on in your life and being able to provide them with that kind of support as well. Wonderful. Well, you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. I'm Karen Hager sitting in for Dr. Pat today. My guest is Shannon Legassi, and you can find out more about Shannon and her work at www.breakthroughtobodylove.com. We'll be right back after a short break. best friend could take a peek into the future. Psychic, author, and cosmic coach Dougal Fraser is that friend. He's the queer guy with a third eye. From gossip to gurus, meditation to martinis, the Dougal Fraser Show is a call-in advice show that provides insights and information on creating your best life. Every Tuesday at 10, he'll take calls and talk about love, money, sex, pop culture, and give free advice. No topic is off limits. It's the Dougal Fraser Show. Ladies, are you living an inspired life? Do you yearn for a more passionate, dream-filled life? Here's Linda Joy, founder of Aspire Magazine, and she has a gift for you. Aspire has launched its Mission to Inspire initiative with a commitment to give away 100,000 one-year digital subscriptions to women around the globe. Every subscription comes with a multitude of free gifts from our team inspiration partners. To claim it all, go to AspireMag.net today. No purchase necessary and live an inspired life. Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there? Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. Transformation Talk Radio 
TransformationTalkRadio.com, transforming the world one listener at a time. Imagine you had a way to protect yourself from cancer, depression, disease, and dispel the nastiest bugs that attempt to hide undetected. Take a moment to wonder, how does that feel? How powerful? Did you know that enough golden sunlight produces vitamin D in your body to protect itself against disease? Producing enough vitamin D can kill cancer, even help with weight loss. This amazing little vitamin is actually not a vitamin at all, but a powerhouse of protection that can activate your body's innate healing ability, but only if you have enough in your blood to shine the light. Tune in to award-winning author Dr. Lucinda Messer as she shares how you can harness the power of sunlight to create a healthy body and mind. Her book, Powerful Medicine, Vitamin D, Shedding Light on a Worldwide Health Crisis, is like having a vitamin D expert on hand to answer all your health questions. For more information, visit PowerfulD.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I am not Dr. Pat, but I am Karen Hager, and I'm sitting in for Dr. Pat while she takes a very um, much-earned vacation during the holidays. My guest this hour is health coach Shannon Legassi, and she helps women learn why diets don't work, how they can love their bodies, and how they can ditch the diet and make permanent healthy changes in in their bodies, in their physical bodies. So, Shannon, um, thank you for sticking with me here. I know that uh, the heart of what you do is private coaching for women, and you offer private coaching on food, on weight loss, on relationships, and on mindset, which is so critical to all of this. Can you say a little bit about the coaching you offer and how people can get a hold of you if they're interested? Certainly. Yeah, I work with people one-on-one, so they're getting as much attention as they'd like, and I actually... um, just before this show, restructured my programs to provide even more support. Um, I wanted to provide women with the opportunity to email me at any time or call me at any time with questions because I know how important it is when you have a question to not wait two weeks or a week or whatever to have that question answered because you don't want to forget it. Um, right. I, I work with people one-on-one, like you said, on the food, on the relationships, on self-esteem, on mindset, certainly the self-talk, and walking people through the steps of my love your body, lose the weight, um, that whole system of losing weight without dieting and without any kind of deprivation. So teaching people to do that. And um, I was just thinking in terms of Christmas, you know, what would be something that I could really give people that would have a huge impact, and I decided to open up coaching uh, coaching slots in each of my programs, in each of my one-on-one programs, anywhere from people who just want the basics all the way up to people who need a lot of support and a lot of hand-holding. And I opened up slots in each of those so that um, all the women listening on this call, if 
there are people who are interested in working one-on-one or who know of someone who's interested in working together that they could provide themselves with that gift for Christmas. Um, So I'm really excited. I love working with people and thought that that would be a great way to not only celebrate the holiday season but also to kick off the new year with a lot of people with their um, weight loss goals and maybe this year finding a weight loss resolution that has a lot of meaning and um, that that's easy to stick to and fun to stick to. Well, and it's we were talking about accountability a little bit earlier, and accountability doesn't necessarily mean punishment or judgment. The accountability you're talking about, I think, and part of what you're offering in this relationship, um, the coaching relationship, it sounds like to me, is having someone there who is as responsive to you as as you are to them. And I think for a, a lot of times, because women do everything for everybody else, it's nice to have somebody who's focusing on you and and kind of has your back as as you make these changes. Absolutely, and I don't believe in punishment whatsoever. It's, it's, I definitely come from a place of, um, I've been there, I've done that, and I'm completely open and accepting. And I love that you mentioned that, that accountability doesn't have to be a negative reinforcement, but it can be a positive reinforcement. And that's something that I've heard a lot of feedback about is the attention on the individual. So it's not talking about you know, this is what works for this person, this is what works for that person. It's all about this is you, you're, you know, your own unique individual, and we're going to find what works for you, and we're going to focus on you. And you're right, a lot of people don't get the time to focus on themselves. And I think that's a really a treasured part of it, is taking the time to work with on yourself and to invest in yourself. Um, I know for myself, when I started working, um, on my own personal growth, that was really the turning point was being like, wow, I'm spending time on myself for a change, and it felt really good. So people who are interested in investigating a little bit more what a coaching um, relationship with you would be like, what should should they email you or should they what should they do? They can go to my website, BreakthroughToBodyLove.com. I have a weekly e-zine that comes out with a new article every week, and that's a way to kind of get introduced to what I'm teaching and what I'm talking about and my kind of my coaching style. And when you opt into the e-zine, you also get my free ebook, um, The Seven Missing Ingredients in Every Diet Program That Are Crucial to Weight Loss Success. So it's all about, you know, the things that aren't in diets and that are really more like primary foods. Um, so that's a great way for people to get um to know my work a little bit better and that's all absolutely free and also if people know that they're interested in doing private coaching they can go to breakthroughtobodylove.com backslash start and there's a list of programs there each talking in detail about what you get from the program um you know, how many sessions and accept and all those things. And I've um, provided some really awesome bonuses for people who are interested in signing up for those programs and do so before the new year. Oh, wow. That's great. So, okay, so BreakthroughToBodyLove.com. That's a wonderful website. As I said at the top of the show, there's a real generous energy about that website. You just give stuff away. I'm on um, Shannon's um 
weekly easing, and I did. I got an email in my in my inbox this morning of Shannon singing, and um, <laughs> so when you sign up, you also get videos of Shannon singing, which is which is very nice. I love that you're out there just exactly as exactly who you are, and that's part of what that's part of the gift I think that you give to a lot of us who think that who we are is not so great. And so there are, there are modifications we need to make. There are things we need to do. And once we make ourselves better, then we can have potential. Then we can move forward. And of course, that's not, that's not the case at all. Yeah. That's actually, I don't know if you also noticed the background on the easy and changed. So there's like this zebra print and there's hot pink font. And, um, I know a lot of my colleagues kind of think it's a little outlandish. You know, you're a business owner and you're using zebra and hot pink, but those are, you know, my favorite things. I have a bed thread that's zebra, and my favorite jacket is this zebra print jacket. And I'm, I, I used to be known for always having, like, this hot pink nail polish. And just those are the things that really resonate with me and that I feel really define who I am and my personality because I'm not – a stuffy person who's going to, you know, read to you the healing A to Z Bible. Like, <laughs> I'm going to talk to you like, you know, you're you're a real person, and I'm, I'm very friendly in the way that I work um, because I don't think that it should be like, you know, talking down to someone. I think that you can have a conversation that's really natural and um, that's really authentic. I wonder if that's part of the breakthrough that we're talking about as we talk about breakthrough to body love. Breakthrough to loving yourself. If there's something that you like, put it out there. If that's hot, if you want hot pink font on your website, by golly, <laughs> make it hot, make it hot pink. Um, and maybe that's part of that breakthrough is, is not, um, is, is understanding what your passion is, understand what brings you joy and then follow through with that. Yeah, can I can I tell you something? No, never. Okay, yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, um, I had this really bad habit of taking care of other people. So, like, I would cook for everyone. And um, I actually, I just got back from a three-month volunteer stint um, working for Heifer International on their farm. So I was living on this farm with a bunch of other people. And it was uh, really great. It was a really great experience. And the first week that they were, it was, we were there, I was like, guys, we're having this Sunday dinner. I'm going to cook the whole thing. And there's 24 people. So I'm, I spend my entire Sunday slaving away in the kitchen and still, you know, warm in New England in August. And I made this entire dinner for everybody. And they were like, wow, Shannon, this is so great. And I, I like, wouldn't accept compliments. I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, just eat because I wanted people to like me. Yep. Yeah. That's I can insane. point and I relate to that. Yep. So, and that's something that I think one of the major lessons when I was doing my exit interview with my um, supervisor, he's like, so what did you learn? And I was like, I can't even begin to tell you everything I learned because I didn't think he wanted to hear about how I learned that I'm okay exactly as I am and it's okay to be myself and not have to take care of everyone in order for them to like me. Um, but those those are the things that I really took away that meant the most to me. Is that part of why diets don't work? That when you are kind of punishing yourself by not 
by when you're kind of punishing yourself for being bad by withholding things from yourself? Is that part of why they don't work? Yeah, it's kind of like a pendulum. You know, you deprive yourself and then you feel so badly about depriving yourself that a lot of people will binge on the things that they don't think they're supposed to eat. And I also think that dieting just doesn't account for anything. It doesn't account for the holidays. It doesn't account for a bad day at work or a breakup or, um, you know, a fight with your friend or something like that. It doesn't take into account the things that... um, really our emotions are definitely in control of our logic. And um, I've been hearing that a lot, and even in the business world, that emotions overrule logic. So when you're emotional and you want to eat cookies because your best friend yelled at you, like, you're not going to think, well, I'm on a diet. And diets don't don't um, allow cookies. So I'm not going to eat the cookies. I'm just going to sit here in my anger. No, most people are going to pick up the cookies and they're going to shove as many as they can into their face. Like, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I've definitely done that before. Mm-hmm. So I think dieting is just, it's so restrictive and it's not natural. I mean, I haven't heard of any, you know, native people ever depriving themselves and saying, we can only eat these berries in the months of March through June. And then the rest of the year, we just go stockpile them so we can have them next year. It's like, no, they just eat what you have and what's natural, and you keep going. And um, food has definitely become a lot more of a, a conscious effort than it used to be or than it has to be. So how can we reduce that temptation to eat for comfort? So if you yell at me and I get upset and I've got, two bags of Oreos, just as an example, um, how do I reduce the temptation to just shove all of those in my face, probably without unwrapping them, to make myself feel better? How can I break that pattern? I've heard a lot of different things in the study of mindful eating and, and things like that about what you can do. And sometimes it's really hard to stop and think, am I really hungry or am I just really angry, or am I really hungry, or am I just sad about this? And sometimes we don't stop to think and ask ourselves those questions, and it's more of just a frantic, in-the-moment grabbing of something. And I think if you can, you know, make a conscious effort and become aware of what you're doing and ask yourself those questions and find something else, Um, what I really like to have people do is create like a nourishment list, something, things that make you happy that aren't food. So maybe instead of eating a bag of Oreos, you go and read a book or you take a bubble bath or you watch a romantic comedy or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, if you can do that, that's great. But I think that if you did eat the Oreos, one of the worst things that people do is beat themselves up for doing it. And, um, my friend Ken, uh, has the saying, don't eat guilt with your cookies. Um, <laughs> Guilt's a lot heavier than the cookies are. So I think if you do eat the cookies, it's just, it's useful, and it's the most beneficial really for not just weight loss but for mental health to say, okay, this happened, I can't change it, and then think of a, a strategy for next time. And gradually you become more and more aware of how you're using food as a tool to deal with emotions. 
I love the idea of a nourishment list, and that might be something that we could be doing over the holidays when that temptation is there. I'm feeling like even the word temptation is too negative. Maybe maybe what it is is more that that call to the old pattern, that siren song of the old way of dealing with things that clearly no longer serves us, and yet and yet we go back to it because it's what we know. Maybe having that nourishment list would be a helpful thing to do for the holidays. What are a few things I can do when Uncle Fred shows up for Christmas dinner and insults me like he always does? What are some things that I can do? Are you asking me for specific examples? No, 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 sorry. That's what happens when I, when I think, well, that's what happens when I talk as I'm thinking of things. I'm just thinking that it might be a cool idea to use this holiday time, which for a lot of people has a lot of stress, um, to maybe think of some strategies that they could use when they get, uh, triggered. Absolutely. I mean, I would pack that along with the Christmas cookies. (laughs) Just staple it, staple it on the top of every fruitcake. Here's the nourishment menu. If you want a piece of fruitcake, go for it. If you're just using this because Aunt Mary, like, said you look bad in that dress, here's here's something you can go do instead. <laughs> now, a lot of people make New Year's resolutions about about losing weight, and the and the accepted wisdom is that weight loss is about eating less and exercising more. Is that how you see it? No. <laughs> um, like I said, it's that's the diet mentality. It's that you need to restrict your food and you need to work out a lot. And that will help you lose weight in the short term, but it's not a long-term resolution. You know, there's, it would be very difficult and you would have to have a lot of willpower, I guess is the word I would use, to eat the same number of calories every day and to work out at the gym for an hour or two every day. And, that's not feasible for a lot of people, and it doesn't, like I said, take into account any circumstance. It doesn't take into account emotions and kind of the eating guilt with your cookies thing. I think that a lot of weight is buried emotions. So I, I don't know. Have you ever watched the show The Biggest Loser? No, I, I know what it is, but yeah. It's, it's one of my favorite shows because they work um, with the contestants, not just doing obviously strenuous exercise and putting them on a diet but they also work with the mindset and they work with the mental belief patterns that created um, their obesity Mm. so you notice that a lot of the breakdowns happen in the gym a lot of people will be on the treadmill or they do some kind of workout and then they'll start crying and I feel like that's when as the weight comes off the emotions come up because each pound was was an emotion that food was used to cover up, and it wasn't something that was originally dealt with. So as the weight comes off, the emotions come up. And that's something that is also very useful to have coaching for, is when those emotions do come up, how you deal with them and how you address them so that you don't revert back to eating something to cover it back up. Because that was the hardest thing for me in my recovery was emotions had come up, and I didn't know what to do, so I did what I knew to do, which was eat. Right. Is that part of how people can make those changes in their physical bodies and and keep them consistent? Yes. I think if you diet and exercise, but you don't do the mental work to figure out why you gained the weight in the first place and you don't address the emotions or the circumstances that 
created the weight gain, then it's going to come back. I mean, I think the statistic is now 95% of people who lose weight on a diet gain it back. Wow. It's, it's incredible because they're not addressing the reason why they ate in the first place. They're going on this diet and they say, I'm going to do this. Um, I've especially seen that with, like, the HCG diet. That's because that's kind of, like, one of the newer things where you get this injection and you're only eating, like, 800 calories a day. And you could do that if you really wanted to, but you're just going to gain the weight back because it doesn't teach you lifestyle habits. It doesn't teach you to avoid or to limit the influence of the things that made you gain weight in the first place. When you're working with clients, are you helping them with food choices as well. I know that I've been reading a lot lately about how the food that that is kind of promoted to us, you know, here, eat this, is often not um, is often not safe or often not healthy, not clean food um, for us to be eating. Do you work with clients on on making better food choices as well? Yes, I firmly believe in in making healthy food choices. So I educate people on which foods are healthier foods. I don't like to label foods as good and bad, but just healthier options. And um, I'm sorry, I just lost my train of thought. Um, I don't so focus you... a lot on the food, but teaching people what the healthier options are and how to make those things so that it doesn't take a lot of time because a lot of people think that healthy means expensive and time-consuming, and it really doesn't have to be. Um so that's right. my train of thought got lost is that I, I'd like to add that in too. I used to work as a chef and I know, you know, the, the things that people would come in and buy things and I'd ask them why they don't just make them at home because it only takes me 20 minutes to make a batch that feeds 50 people. Right. Well, and it's it's interesting because you have a very um, a very holistic approach, taking everything into consideration. Where it isn't just saying take this in, take this injection or only eat kale for the next three years or <laughs> or whatever it is. Um, it looks like you're working with people with the body and the mind and and the spirit, the whole shebang. Absolutely, I think it, everything works in conjunction with the other parts. And if one part falls out of balance, then it's easier for the other parts to fall out of balance. And so in terms of food, I think instead of telling people, and because if you told someone to eat just kale, I mean, it might as well be a diet. It's very restrictive. Um, I like to focus on adding things in. It's like you add in things and you crowd out the other things. So introducing people to healthier choices or, you know, introducing people to kale and using that to, to crowd out the other choices. Now, we just have a couple seconds left, and I want to be sure that before you go, you tell us about your teleclass, um, which is available. That's coming up on Wednesday the 4th. Can you just say what, what that is and how we can get more information? Sure, yeah. It's um, it's called Recovering from the Holidays, the only teleclass you'll need to get back on track. Um, so it takes place in the new year. After the Christmas celebrations, after all the holiday celebrations, after New Year's, just in time for everybody to start get started on their New Year's resolution. And as you mentioned, a lot of those resolutions being concerning weight loss. And so people can find more information about it at BreakthroughToBodyLove.com backslash events. And there's a link there for people to sign up and get the call-in information. And that will be a class talking about 
how to get back on track after the holidays, how to make 2012 a healthy, healthier year, how to reach your weight loss goals this year without the dieting and deprivation, and how to come to terms and accept the way that things have been done in the past and realize how you can change those actions in the future. Wonderful. Shannon Legassi, thank you so much for joining me today on the Dr. Pat Show. Many blessings to you, and thank you for all the good work you're doing for all of us. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. I appreciate you having me. It was a pleasure being on the call today. Oh, thank you. I had a great time. Now, that's just about all the time that we have for today. My guest was Shannon Legassi, and you can get more information about her and her work at BreakthroughToBodyLove.com. And if you like the sound of my voice, you are always welcome at Out of the Fog Radio. That's heard on Tuesdays on Blog Talk Radio and on Wednesdays on Transformation Talk Radio and the mighty WBLQ in New England. Head over to FogCityPsychic.com for more information about upcoming shows. I offer compassionate no-nonsense intuitive advice for people who are in transition or who are feeling stuck, Fog City Psychic is the place to go if you feel like you want to find out more about working with me. Please know that I am sending you many blessings for the holidays and wishing you joy and abundance in the new year. Thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time. I'm wishing you peace. You're stepping down your soapboxes Way too high overgrown You can See the ground or to sky your high horse is taken north and left to you, nowhere to be found. Better off dead, or so you said, but don't worry, we all fall down somehow.